Talking sports, wearing shorts. Welcome back, episode fifty-two, with me, good pal, Mr. Carlos. How are you going, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm on the throne in front of uh, the dual oh. screens. In the throne. Oh, I'm on the on the computer chair, as I should call it. The dual screen. Dual screen. Yeah, I got uh, I got one laptop for the recording, and then the other one I just like to usually look up some statistics and have so a browse, on. mate. Yeah, because it's too fucking shit to be a regular you need laptop, to, uh, so... You need to get into the PC world, mate. No, absolutely not. You nerds can keep what the fuck you want. Well, I'm making the plunge, for the people listening. I'm um, I'm delving into the PC world. I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting one. Not for gaming purposes. Nerds. For for podcast and for YouTube purposes. For content purposes. But, but, you know me. You'll be playing COD. You'll be playing Destiny with Jack. Actually, that won't be, be just bad. me. I'm the <laughs> only one left in the world of the console. <laughs> to be fair, that wouldn't be too bad. No, hmm, I probably... It. Well, I say I won't, but you know what it's like. You will, and you'll be there, and then the, the PlayStation will be the old dust collector. You might just play FIFA on it. It'll be me and Vic, and then uh, Vic and I'll be in a car out the front of university, like Homer Simpson screaming, <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> you PC nerds! You are just... PC nerds. You won't be saying that if we uh, hit, hit hit superstar, mate. You won't. Be no, I won't, that. mate. I won't be saying that at all. But then, when you put it into play, uh, Call of Duty, nerd. Actually, you'll I'm be a mouse cute. and keyboard guy. Nah, nah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Nah, nah. M and K. What's the point? Well, I mean, I'll probably give it a crack, but I, nah. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. We'll uh, see. It's you know when you spend fifteen plus years playing. On the on thumbs. A, well, fuck. It, it's probably even more than that, to be honest about it. Let's, let's be fair. I've, I've been playing games since I was probably like five. Yeah, so, it's like a long time with, with, with a controller. Um, you know what I was saying to Keely the other day, actually? Do you know how I said, like, people, let's just say, in their 60s, 70s at the moment, and then Keely's like, well, when they retire, what do they do? And I said, oh, they've got their hobbies. I said, but they might be bored. And I said, Keely, what you got to realise is that people my age, when we retire, we've had video games our whole life, so we've always got something. Well, that's it. I mean, look at my old man. Like, yes, he's you know he's still playing. He he loves it, and he loves it because, and I think that will be us too. We'll still be It'll playing. Be me. I'll never not. Hundred percent. But you know, by the time we get to that age, I I don't know if games will be the same as what they are now. Um, there'll probably be some. I dare say some some form of virtual sort of World. gaming, which I'm not too keen on personally me either I like to be able to just sit there and look at my screen and with my controller but then, ag- I don't but the, but then again if, if like there's some world where you can put on a headset and you're actually it's like you're actually in the map yeah but it's really genuinely scary those. well it would be at first but then what's what I mean like if you get used to it and it, and it becomes a new norm imagine running around but you always respawn so imagine getting shot and then you're not feeling any pain, but you just die because it's the game. It'd be cool. It could feel like they like they attach a tens machine to you, and you get zapped where it fucking shoots you. Yeah, something like that. You know That'd what I mean? Hurt. That, that but like, it is quite legitimately scary. I, I'm, Russell's brother's got a um, one of those real fancy VR headset things, and there's a zombie game on there, and it, they they fucking creep up on you, man. It's a scary experience. Oh, that I'm that would be you. creepy. That's that's something that I. Uh, it's it's legitimately scary. I'm not I'm not down for, but. You know, each to their own. But, each um, to their own. Each to their own. But let's let's get to move on. Let's move into the episode, episode fifty-two. Like we said, I think we've got a tu- we've got a lot to touch on. We're going to mm. probably delve into all world of sports with this one. But yep. um, starting first, mate, I think we've got to recap the brilliant, and I mean brilliant, brilliant state of origin game from Queensland. 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 I thought it was beautiful. The greatest ad in the t- in the history of television ads is when Billy Moore was blessing all the forex cans coming out of the forex factory, <laughs> and he's standing on the on the, on the line. He just Queensland, 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 yelling at all the beers. That's the <laughs> yeah. best ad ever to be made. <laughs> it's funny as you fuck. You tell me there's a better ad, and I'll call you a liar. Yeah, it was. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? I, I, I two point pers- strikes again. Cameron Munster, unstoppable. Unbelievable. I've told you. Um, I was, I was saying during the game. In terms of just pure ability, I don't know if I've seen someone better. What he, what he does on the football field, the way he can stroll across the park, stroll across the line, and just find the gap and just quick step, juke, bang, through. As a big game player as well, oh, he is unbelievable. like no other. He's got a strength that 
No one can match. He is fitter than he looks. He's got a. He's really very football. And he's off the drink now. He's off the piss as well, so he's real fit. Very football intelligent. I I, I genuinely think he's Wally two point monster. He's the he's dominant. He's so dominant in a place where it is the elite of the elite playing. He's yeah. so dominant. So it's one thing to do it uh, week in week out in, in club footy, but mm-hmm. to do it in Origin and I dare say Test level, um, that's where the great shine. He was unbelievable. I thought he like he was the catalyst, obviously, but. You know, even some other players shined. I thought Cobo was was Cobo brilliant, was very good out of on, danger as well. Uh, brilliant on Debye and uh, bit. Ruben Cotter Co- was fucking sensational. Ruben Fifty-one was sens- tackles. Carrigan was 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 sensational. Carrigan was the best player, and one of the probably the other than Munster, the best player on the field. Carrigan was. I thought Ponga was was brilliant in times when he needed to he be. Was. Like his Ponga was very good. His cutout balls were good. Val, Val Holmes absolutely right. wrapped up fucking Katoni Stags. Um, it's it's annoying because Val Holmes is the best winger on the planet, but we haven't got anyone else to play in the centres. Mm. So like you watch him on the wing, and you're like, wow. Yeah, he's Just very watch good. Him go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you know, and Mr. Fucking Origin, uh, <coughs> gag guy steps up every single he time well. he puts on every time puts on a Queensland shirt. Um, he obviously that try that he conceded early on, it was his missed tackle, but you know he he makes up for it and scores a try. So I don't know if he does. Good try. I too. thought you know Queensland were obviously the underdogs going into that game, but I thought you know you and I said in our preview that we we felt something, we felt yep. that there was an excitement. That we could see a Queensland victory, especially with Slater and and the players that were there that weren't there last year, um, and they delivered, man. And I think New South Wales, if you look at the teams on form in club side, Queensland have the more informed club side yes, players. They do, and so it's just translated onto the pitch in Origin. And I think that New South Wales really have something to think about. Um, what you know, I would say, the New fact South that Wales they dropped Adokar Trevojevic yeah, was in, in Saturday, didn't they? Adokar should be back. They, they New South Wales were pretty average all across the park. Um, Queensland stood up in so many ways, but we only still won by six. And it's you're never really going to blow teams out. I think we've got the upper hand here going into game two. I can see us if we want to march on with it. We could we could truly march on. They're going to come back fired up. Look what fucking the. Panthers did to the Knights on the weekend. They fucking tore us to shreds. So they're yeah. obviously pissed off and ready to rumble. Yeah, but not only that, you know, you very rarely see blowouts in Origin unless they're, mm. you know, it's the great it's sides rare. or if it's, it's rare. if it's really great sides or if it's really shit sides. Like last year, yep. Queensland had a really terrible side. Yeah, but um, it's more about going away. You know, they went to, they've gone to Sydney first and yep. won sixteen ten. And and to be fair, if they maybe just had a little bit more. Um, defensive structure they, they probably could have kept him out to 16-4 yeah because uh, you know the try that they scored late wasn't you know it was kind of just like a build up you know what I mean but um, yeah. you know brilliant signs from Queensland I think I think they, they've put themselves in a fantastic opportunity to win the series I think so too I, I reckon we're really it's it's within reach here we just got a I'll be worried if New South Wales pick two number nines because that's where we tore him to shreds. We had Ben Hunt come on, start the game like a bull at a gate. Yeah. Harry Grant takes over with no no lacks in anything whatsoever, and then Ben Hunt comes on and finishes the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. Where Damian Cook barely touched the ball, he, he made too many tackles. So I'll be worried if they have if they run two number nines. Yeah, it's, that's um, which, what, which who would they bring in though? Oh, Appy Corusau could play off the bench quite easily. Um, and then you got to drop someone. You drop Stephen Crichton or someone like that. <laughs> he didn't I, have a good game, did he? Well, and he's what's I don't see the point of the guy there. I don't understand what he's there to do. Yeah. Like, is he there to be in third center or third winger, second fullback? I don't understand what his role is. Where Sometimes if you could give Damian Cook a genuine break and put on another number nine to keep the momentum up, then I'd be worried. This is what no I way. feel with. Um, with New South Wales as opposed to Queensland, and I feel if they do this, they've been doing this for donkey's years, is that Queensland pick on system, whereas yes. New South Wales pick on who's the best player. So that Crichton has been playing pretty well yeah. um, all year, and so Freddie's obviously thought, well, I can't leave him out because he's been playing so well, but he doesn't fit your system, he doesn't fit your structure. Like if you're going to go with Jack Whiten, which I would always because I think yep. he's a better player, um, you don't need the other alternative. Because he should be playing the whole game, right? Exactly. So I, I'm with you. I don't. I didn't see that fit when he came on. I thought, and then he, he gets you know 
he makes those couple of mistakes, gets stripped by Cameron Munster, and it, it doesn't look like a great game. So I dare say that he might be dropped. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, New South Wales don't look, didn't look too threatening. Like I, it, it's a weird one. It's a really, really strange one. I know it's, they've got some players out. They'll, they'll fight back, but I, th- I think we can do it. I reckon we can win two. N- we can go up two nil. I really do. Well, you know, you see it particularly with Cleary, right? We were always pressuring his kicks, which you have to do. Yes. Um, and if you do that, you you limit obviously the success of New South Wales because Jerome uh, Luai does not kick the ball. No. And if he do, when he does kick the ball, he's not very good at it. And he runs sideways. Jerome Luai's only trick is running sideways. That's yeah, it. That's all he does. He's he's a bit of a one-trick pony. Absolutely. Um, I think our tactic of kicking to Brian Toho every single time was probably smart because yeah. Daniel Tupo's too good in the air. And it's he's so point. good in the air. Well, if you, this would be my theory, and I could be wrong. If I'm kicking, say I'm kicking from my half, I'm going to kick to Daniel Tupo. Because he doesn't—he's not as ferocious as a ball runner. If I'm kicking for an attacking kick, I'm kicking to Brian Toll. That's not a bad—that's not a bad theory. But they didn't but do that, did they? No, they just kept yeah, kicking the same way. There's going to be apparently there's word on the street that Tupo's going to be out as well. There's lots of bring things. Bringing out or potentially Joseph Sawali. I don't understand how Josh Adokar was not picked in the first place, but whatever. So fuck yeah, it. Who cares about those dirty cockroach dogs? Yeah, yeah well that's it. The, uh, we need to focus really on what Queensland have done well and, and what they did well was implement a system. And, and you know, particularly going down early. Yep. So we, we we conceded the first try. And didn't we? We conceded yes, the first try. Yeah, yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack White, White, Jack White scores. Yes. And we turn around and win the game. So that's massive for me in Sydney to be able to do that. I think that they uh, I agree. pat themselves on the back. I think that's I brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy... With how they're going, and I think that if we can pick up a result in Perth, isn't it the next next yeah next week? Optus Stadium Sunday uh, Sunday night yeah next Sunday isn't it? No, it's the twenty sixth, I think. Yeah, it's not this Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be a good good evening for me because Collingwood play Sunday, and then the Origin. That fucking oh, beautiful. Fucking oh. Beautiful, mate. Um, I just want to move on to a couple of other things uh, that we've got in the pipeline. Uh, there's some big, big news in the land of the foosball. I think the, we need to touch on it. There's so many things happening. Correct. Um, in in the football world, obviously, we know the main ones right now is that Erling Haaland has obviously signed, and Liverpool have signed Darwin Nunes for 85 million. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on both? I like the Harlan one. He's he's been a lifelong City fan because of his dad. I think it works. I think he's going to be a demon, which makes me feel sick because they're just going to get even better. Um, I think the Darwin Nunes signing, I've seen people calling him the white Lukaku. They're all fucking idiots. They obviously don't know how good this kid is running around uh, Portugal and then putting on a fucking... Even though he's in a losing side, Benfica versus Liverpool, putting on a masterclass, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So he's got size, he's got pace... There's a real love for a Uruguayan striker at Liverpool as well. So don't oh, forget that. Good track record, yes. Don't forget that about the old Suarez-Uruguayan uh, link here. There, there's going to be great love. I think he'll fit well with Diaz because Diaz is also quite big, but he's very skillful and Mo is Mo. You're not going to lose anything there. Well, the thing um, is too, you know, there's something about, you know, I've, and I read this and I heard this on, a, on another podcast there's something about this Portuguese league at the moment that yes. these bigger clubs are are targeting, or they're they're, yep. they're finding something out there. They're 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 figuring something out in that Portuguese league. Because if you just think about it, it probably started with Bruno, right? So Bruno gets signed, and has a really good probably standout year. No, from Bruno United. came from France. No, he didn't. He came from Sporting. No, 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 he didn't. Bruno came from Marseille. Hundred dollars. I'll bet you hundred dollars right now. Bruno Gumarech. Oh, oh, Bruno Fernandes. So I think you have Bruno Gumarech. No, 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 no. Bruno Fernandes. Yes, yeah. Sporting. Sorry. Yeah. So Talk, <laughs> no, we well we call him Bruno the Diver. Bruno is yes. Bruno. Let's so, get this straight right now. So Bruno the Hang Diver. On before we move on, Bruno is Bruno Gumarech. Okay. <laughs> that other shit cunt is Bruno Fernandes. So okay? Bruno Fernandes. Yes, he was probably cunt. the first one that came from the Portuguese yes, league. That's correct. Um, was actually well, Ronaldo the was the very first, but yeah, yes, but I mean, I mean recently, like in, you know, yes. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be honest. He came in and at least for his first year, he, he hit the ground. He hit the ground running. He's done pretty yeah, well. And absolutely. obviously, right now he's he's not doing so well. But it was him, and then obviously they've gone Luis Diaz, and then now there's Nunes, and so there's something from the Portuguese league that that can translate well to the Premier League. And I'm not sure what it is, but obviously these scouts are picking it up. Luis Diaz has fitted 
so well into Liverpool, it's unbelievable. I've never seen it. Yeah. I, I'd love for you to, to maybe comment on this. I'm yet to see a more perfect fit, like straight away, so fast, just settling in to a big club for such a big name player. I, I can't remember a time. So, do you know what's so amazing? Do you know what really, really amazes me about how well he's done? He doesn't speak one word of English. Yeah, that's insane. So that to me says, like, when Thiago come over, he was the finished product from Bayern, but he had it was a bit injury prone and he had to find his feet in the Premier League. Diaz, it's like he's been here for 10 years. Oh, it was really, quite unusual. It's really, really strange. Like he's Maybe he's a lot better than I gave him credit for. I think he is a lot better. we all gave him credit for. Well, let's put it this way, right? This is the thing with Diaz. This is what a lot of people don't talk about and give him credit for. We all talk about Sadio Mane and how good his back end of the season was, right? But let's think about it like this. Luis Diaz is that good, he made Klopp change his entire front three. Yeah. So he, and he pushed Mane out of his he favorite position min- on the He left. pushed Mane into the middle. And dropped Jota. Exactly. And Jota at the time, let's be fair, Jota was on form. Yeah. Bang goals and left right. This guy is that good, he made Klopp revolutionize his style. And now... You know, we, we're going down, obviously. It looks like when you pay $85 million for a player, he's going to play every single week. So yep. we're now have got that taller, strong, fast striker, a bit like Fernando Torres, a bit like Erling Haaland. So the style's changing a little bit. It gives us... I'll tell you right now, if you think that this guy's not scoring goals with fucking Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson whipping in balls to him, you are yeah. deluded. This guy's going to score so many fucking headers. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll go in-depth into it when we have our... Uh, preseason um, breakdown breakdown predictions for next year but I can see your front three scoring 15 goals plus oh they will score lots easily 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 easily. Nunes Nunes Lukaku has failed in the Premier League multiple times now and I I get excited by the hype of Lukaku well apparently he's he's going he's going back to back uh, to Inter back to Inter yeah so that to me doesn't surprise me see you later Nunes is young fast fit Three things that you need to be. Yeah, and and not if, fit. Klopp, if Klopp has picked you out single-handedly, yeah, and that means he's seen something in you that he really can work on, um, he didn't do it with Lukaku, did he? That's it. Lukaku, there's a, a story here, <coughs> an article here that says talks well, have taken okay. place between Chelsea and Inter. Um, yeah, 75 million? No, over a loaned return. So it might be a case of <laughs> him going back on loan and then See you later, second year they might... They might put the fee in. But um, there's a few other little signings and stuff like that. Like Harlan's uh, a huge one. I think Lucas Paqueta's on the brink of being done, I'm pretty sure, for Newcastle. It's really close. Yeah, there's a there's, lot of talk There's another there. one here. Um, whatever. Bissouma set for Tottenham Medical. Yeah. 25 million agree from Brighton. So That's that, huge. That is the biggest one. Because he's a Declan Rice top five centimetre in the, in the EPL. I think... That's huge. I think he's got... Um, like, Liverpool interested in for, for such a long time. So... Yeah. Um, I think been a good Villa have had the best off-season so far. Absolutely. As with Diego Carlos, Philip Coutinho finally purchased. They've purchased... Um, what's his name as well? Um, oh, God, I can't remember his name now. They had another buy. Oh, Bubakar Kamara. Mm-hmm. Like they've had a they've had a really good eighteen months in the buying circuit. Diego Carlos will really shore them up at the back. Of course. Really they, um, they've done very, very well. Um, I... Steven Gerrard's obviously been given a little bit of funds, and he's he's yep. bought he's bought the right the right players. One big thing that I'm kind of I uh, want to talk about uh, with all this movement is uh, Vincent Company is now the yes. manager of Burnley, highest paid manager in the uh, in the championship. Yeah, Keep which is dollars. Which is crazy to me because Burnley got no money. Um, mm. But w- I think this is a bad sign. So do I. Um, because I think Burnley are a slippery slope. They're going to lose Wait, a lot of players. Was he with or so? He was somewhere in Belgium, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, one of those Belgian teams. I can't remember, but yeah, I don't like this because I don't think you said this a few weeks ago. This could be their demise. It could be. truly could be. This will be their financial demise if this doesn't work. Exactly. They're going to have to pay him out. They're going to have to pay him out, and he's not proven um, in any shape or form. No. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And the championship is the hardest league in the world. We know that. So he's going to be thrown into trying to. And this is the problem when you're a high name like Vincent Kompany. You're yep. going to be expected to get them straight back up. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do that. No, I don't think so. Um, so that's that's a massive challenge for him. Another one, I'm just scrolling down the uh, transfer Arsenal center. had a big signing in Marquinhos from Sao Paulo. 
Now, yeah. he's a striker, right? He, he's similar to Julian Alvarez. Julian Alvarez going to Men's City. He's a similar sort of buy. I think Marquinhos will start unless they buy Gabriel Jesus. This mm-hmm. purchase to me th- makes me think maybe Jesus is still available and Newcastle might be able to go real hard at him. Yeah, well, you never know. Because I mean, this Marquinhos, he was a stud in um, in Brazil. So if they're going to move with him, and, and he's what Arteta wants, then Jesus could still be up for grabs. Jesus and could, could pay off the wing, though, so you never oh, know. Jesus, it's son options. of Mary or whatever her name is, come on down to yeah, St. James's there Park. There is options. Another article here, Juventus <clears throat> close to signing Paul Pogba, so that means he would go yep. back on a four-year deal. He's gone free. Um, which is strange, fucking crazy. So he, he leaves Man United, goes to Juventus on a free, and then goes back to Man United for $89 million. Now he's going back to Juventus on a free. Um, United have been dotted there. Oh, United have lost a lot of money. They are, Manchester United are interested, obviously, in Frankie de Jong. I made a yep. video about it. Um, but it's saying here... Now, there's all these articles about, oh, you know, where will he end up, where will he join? But there's one piece of article here and one piece of writing that I would, I'd have to highlight. And it's changed yeah. my entire opinion on the matter, so I'm just going to get it back up. They're also very, they're also heavily linked at the moment with Anthony. Of course, I, yeah, I saw that this morning. Um, we'll see how that goes. But there's one line here from Frankie Dion. He says, "You're always flattered when teams show interest in you as a player. I am at the biggest club in the world at the moment, and I feel fine there. So no news." So well, when a player's coming he's out, he's a liar. He's not at the biggest club in the world. He's at the fourth biggest club in the world. But correct. He, but but when you uh, when you come out and, and say those league. things, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not playing Champions League. Sorry. Yeah. So when you Champions when you say those things, that says to well, me, he's not leaving. You're not leaving. You're playing Champions League football. You're not going to go to a club. Can I tell you why I don't think he's leaving either? I feel like he's had a second wind under Chavi. I feel like Chavi's the perfect manager for him. Because Chavi was a visionary on the field. His passing was second to none. His positioning was second to none. He has now done a take Frankie de Jong to a next level and make him into that next level Frankie but that he showed promise of when he was at Ajax. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to leave a manager like that too? I know he used to work under Eric Ten Hag at Ajax, but still... I wouldn't be leaving Barcelona. I'm telling you right now, I would not be leaving Barcelona for Man United. Not a chance on God's green earth. I wouldn't be leaving fucking Valencia for Man United right now, I'm telling you. <laughs> You'd be crazy. And, I, I, you know, Ajax maybe... It, it, see, Ajax is shedding all of their players, which should be a worry for them because they've lost... They're losing Anthony. They're losing that Durian Timber, which is which is almost a done deal, I think, to Man United as well. They uh, uh, they've lost Ryan Gravenberch and Mazrawi, both to Bayern. They've been gutted, so they have to have someone coming up through there for Ajax as well. Oh, they usually always do Ajax. They they usually solve their uh, issues pretty well there. They. They make a lot of money, yeah, and they, they have got to be, in terms of business, the most successful football club in the world. So currently, right now, the best for it is Benfica. So Benfica okay, that's not sold. Surprising. They sold Ruben Diaz. They've sold like over the course of their career, they sold Ruben Diaz, Yao Felix, Angel Di Maria. They sold Axel Yao Felix for one hundred and twenty-five yeah, million. Darwin Nunes. Now um, they've 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 had everything. Ronaldo Sanchez, David yeah. Luiz, every player you can think of that's gone for mega money, they've had them. Um, so they know how to get it done. They See, uh, they do something really well with South America, where they where they get these kids in early as well. But correct. Ajax do it well with the European kids, especially the Dutch kids. Yep, <coughs> they are. When I think of youth development, I think of Ajax. Oh, I look, truly the, do. The Ajax Academy has always been fantastic, even since you know the the sixties and seventies. I, I have a soft it. spot for them. So do I. I think everybody in world beautiful football stadium. Does. Like the Johan Cruyff Arena is amazing. They always produce good talent. They're always in the title race in 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 the Netherlands as they should be. They do quite well in the Champions League. Probably probably better than they should in the Champions League. To be honest, with the amount of people they sell. Yeah. Um, do you remember at the start of the start of this year we were talking about how we how, how I thought Portugal had taken over France as one of the top five leagues because mm-hmm. of the FIFA rankings. Mm-hmm. I truly think that's the case now. Um, I don't know, I, I, because more French teams are in like would be, would be in the Champions League. Yeah, they are, but that's more because it's because of the, the the rating at the moment. I think they get three in instead of two out of Portugal, but that doesn't yeah. mean that can't change. I don't know, like I, it, yeah, you're right, but I just think in Portugal they've probably got, for me personally, what three big teams: Benfica, Porto, Sporting. Yeah, that's that's my three Braga. big teams. Uh, Braga's getting pretty big as well. They're not they're not fucking slouches anymore but I, either. But I think in France, oh, I mean, they got their huge. You, yeah. you go 
PSG, Leon, and then you go Marseille, Leon, um, Lille. You guys, all of them. Rens, yeah, Bordeaux, Monaco. They've got all of them. Monaco. Yeah. yeah, so I still think it's a, a little bit more of a competitive league. But oh, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. But it's just if you look at the star I, talent coming from the Portuguese, I'm more league impressed at the with the Portuguese league than I am with the French league. Yeah. Is what I'm going to say. And, and yeah, and that's that's pretty fair. Um, how how about this fucking England result? Did you see this this morning? Yeah, four 0 My grandfather would be fucking thrilled. The old Hungarian Wally <laughs> Savos Dejo Savos. Yeah. He would be over the moon. Adam Nudge scored two. Yep. Um, England was shit. Terrible. It's uh, I know it's a friendly, but it's not a good look going into the World Cup. I tell you what, um, Southgate's being <coughs> called to obviously be sacked, and um, I'm I'm, for, I'm all for it. I, yep. I am all for it. I Me think too. this guy. And people will say, oh, but he made a semi-final of a World Cup, but he made a final of Euros. I'm telling you right now, he was fucking dead lucky that happened because yep. his style of football does not add up. It does not add no. up at all. And you are not going to get anywhere if you keep picking players on their name and not their form. So if you continue to pick Harry Maguire, you yes. get, you're going to reap what you sow. Now, I know he didn't can, play can, in this can game. I also interject here really quickly? I read an article about Gareth Southgate this morning that said to me, you are not a manager's asshole, let alone an international manager's asshole. He said now, oh, I don't know. When, I, when it comes to picking penalty takers, I really worry about um, what some racial abuse will be for the players if I pick them to take the kick. Fuck off. Get out. Yeah. Get out. It's it's not a. What do you mean? You can't be worrying about what someone's going to say to someone if they miss a fucking kick. Pick the best person to take the kick. You stupid mousy looking cunt. Oh, he's so soft, mate. It's unbelievable. Mate, he's a fuckwit. They need. You know who they need? Someone in there like. And I know he won't go there. Someone hard nosed like Wayne Rooney. Yeah. He would be a great England manager. It, yeah, the England manager's tough. Like, it, you need someone in there that's that's not a Mo- yes man. Moisey Moisey would be good at it. Yeah. But like you know. This, he's picking exactly the same fucking side yep. that that didn't do like he picked Calvin Phillips for fuck's sake the cunt hasn't played I know, he you, hasn't there's no played. way on earth Harry Maguire is in anyone's England team you ask any football fan around the world create an England team 1% of them would put Harry Maguire in there now here's the thing right he's picked um, he picked Saka, Bowen and Harry Kane as a front three now if I'm just looking at that on paper that front three is, is not it's just not styled right. It's not going to get no. you in Harry Kane, I don't know why they haven't figured out already that Harry Kane is better as a centre forward than he is he's as a striker. He's a link man. He's, he's a, a great link, link man. man. You can't leave him up, like, up top alone because he no. becomes isolated. He's not quick enough. You almost need to play like a the old-fashioned 4-4-2 with England if you're going to play Harry Kane as your striker. If you want Harry Kane to be good, you've got to play it like how Tottenham play him. You've got to yeah. have someone yeah. nippy in front of him like, yeah. like Son. Or wide wingers who can just to, go. Yeah, to just get him go. behind because it's not going to work otherwise. No, nah, I agree with you completely, mate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I'd sack know. him in a heartbeat, especially after this 4-0 trouncing coming into the World Cup in a few months' time. There's no room for there's no room for bullshit at the moment. It, it should be. He doesn't. He does. He's, he's not inspiring. He always goes for the same fucking bullshit formations. The same mm-hmm. players. It's defensive. Yep. It's it, It's just the same old shit. Like you need someone that's going to be progressive. Southgate isn't progressive. He's. Yep. He just. He's safe. He he goes. You know what Southgate is? I mean, I know he got smashed four 0 but he goes out to Steve not to lose. He's the Steve Bruce yeah. of the international world. He goes out to not lose instead of to try win. And when you go out to not lose, that's where it's going to be hard. They you need an old, hard-nosed English bloke, but who's like, who's got some f- some thrill to him, some like. Gusto, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Someone right? who, like, wait, I can't get my mind off Wayne Rooney because I just think he would be so perfect. As I think I think the perfect manager. signing for England would be, but I don't want him to ever make this move because I think he's better in a club football, and I ultimately want him at ours. Is um, yeah. I think Gerard. Yeah. Gerard, yeah. Gerard's probably yeah. a perfect one. Um, Lampard would go okay. No, I, I, could, I don't know. Lampard's been so would, bad at Everton. He has, but. Uh, how do you turn that shit fucking hole around? But, but also, too, you don't need an English manager. They, they can I go know. international. They never do. But I probably wouldn't. I, I think going international would be a dangerous game coming into a World Cup year because you need to... You need someone... In a World Cup, you need first of all need someone who knows the history of what your country is in football, so you need them to be able to explain what it means to be an Englishman. And then you need someone who can get that English culture going in the club in the team and you can't get that with uh, an external 
Yeah, so true. They, but they'll need to get a. They'll need to get some true um, blue Sven, pommy bloke in there. Sven Goran Eriksson and Fabio Capello. Mm. They were our last two sort of international managers. They were brilliant. They were both brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think World Cup year is different though, because you, you what you're trying to do is inspire something that hasn't been done. You know what I mean? I, I know, I know. Um, it, it, it's going to be hard to do. You know, England and have always you, been England like England will have the most pressure on them out of anyone. They also do. Every single World Cup, every single international tournament, it's always England. But it's England's fault. It's Engl- It's the English media and English fans. They they get this fucking football's coming home bullshit and they, they, they psych themselves out. They get way too excited before they even get there and they end up losing. But um, So question then, so when the World Cup comes around, right, and we, we'll obviously do heaps of fucking potties when the World Cup gets here, I shared something, so, so you'll obviously be going for England and I'll be going for the mighty, mighty Aussies and my, my soft spot will be the my secondary beautiful Poland. Mm-hmm. Will you have a soft spot for the Aussies? Um, no. Well, no, fuck them. No. Oh, we only pay you, we only pay you fucking wages every week. <laughs> we only put food on your fucking table, you grub. Well, well I'm a I'm a dual. By sit. all means, go back to England, fucking Mandarin. I'm a dual. I'm a dual sit. Um, oh. No, no, I tell you why. Because there's no love loss in between. So, the, like, so what happened about when we play France game one? Oh, I don't like the French. So yeah, probably. I'd be hoping Australians going to win. Fucking baguette eating wankers. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the French. So yeah, that. But no. Like I, I would be hoping Australia get get a result there, but I'm not like bagging for them to 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 make it all the way through. You so know if it's I mean? an England Australia final, you're going for England, obviously. Of course, but the mm. thing you got to remember it's because I've just as much as you, like I've lived here majority of my life, but just as much as you follow Australia and you, I won't say hatred, but you have that genuine rov- rivalry and passion for for England, right? When it comes to cricket yeah. and all that, yes, I have that the other way for Australia. Yeah, no, I understand I've, because I've, that's the way I've been brought up. So I, I've never taken the crown's money though. Actually, yeah. because we're under the crown, part. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean, mate? <laughs> we're, we're all under. We're all under the thumb, mate. We're all under the thumb by uh, the crown until Betty kicks the bucket. There's a there's a few things I I, I could say about that, but I'll leave it off the podcast. When Betty when Betty kicks the bucket, you never know what could happen. You never know, mate. But um, no. Speaking of the Socceroos, moving on. That's a good um mm. segue. How are you feeling right now? Penalty shootout. I'm fucking over the moon, mate. I'm very, very reminiscent of um 2006, wasn't it? Very 2006 reminiscent. I think there was a bit of shithousery in goal from Redmayne where that was pretty funny when you when you posted that. I thought that was mate, hilarious. The, the, I went back and watched. Fuck. And you can actually see it. So the Peruvian goalkeeper's bottle's got all this writing on it, and the cunt just see ya, hoiks the cunt into the crowd so fast. And uh, he'd been subbed on, played two internationals, Redmayne, before this, by the way. Wow. Subbed on to save some goals, and Did fucking the job. didn't he ever. Did the Matty job. Ryan had a good game. I think this Australian team has an eerie similarity to the 2006 Australian team, sort of almost position for position. Probably a little bit younger this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got some real good kids there. We've got that Hrustich who plays for Frankfurt. Jackson Irvine, I think, runs around somewhere in the championship. Um, Matty it, Leck where's Aaron Moy nowadays? Is he still at Aaron Moy is in the championship. Mm. Uh, is he still at Huddersfield or is he gone? Yeah, Huddersfield. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Irvine plays for fucking Millwall. I could be wrong, though. Yep. We've got a lot of... Almost all of our players play in Europe, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing. Even a, a few of our bench blokes, like there's a few but playing. One of them plays for that Dynamo Dresden in Germany, and we're all right. We're going to go all right. I think to get to the semi final and be cheated out of it by Italy like we were that time, <laughs> I don't know if that would happen, but you just never, never knew. Um, have you heard about the, the World Cup curse, mate? Yes. So the World Cup curse in regards to the team that wins it and then the group stage they get knocked out? Yes. So, so it's happened to Germany, it happened to Brazil. So 2006. No, Spain, sorry. 2006, Italy won it, and then they got knocked out in the 2010 uh, group stage. 2010, yeah. Spain won it, they got knocked out in the 2014 group stage. 2014, Germany won it, they got knocked out in the 2018 group stage. France. And then 2018, France won it, which is very coincidental because you're in their group. So wouldn't Mate, it be if funny? We, if we snag it, if we beat them 2-1, right, just, just say we beat them 2-1 because they're not used to the heat. And then we snag a draw against Tunisia and beat fucking... Or we snag Denmark. a draw against Denmark and, and beat, beat Tunisia. Tunisia. yeah. Holy shit. How exciting. Well, I mean, for me, the big game in that in that group is Denmark versus France because that could mm. that that's going to dictate the way, where it's going to go, right? Because, absolutely. Because if Australia can get 
you would dare say they could, they have the ability to beat Tunisia. And yeah. then if they can get results off the other two, the game yep. that's going to decide it is Denmark and France. So yeah. it, that's, that's, that's an interesting little group because it most is. groups I look at, um, you can see the clear out, outright favourites, I think. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, that group and the, I think there's maybe one other where it's a little like, well, you never know. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't like the fact it's being played in November. I think it's fucking no. strange. But do we still know? If, are they having a break? Do we know if they're having a break? They, well, uh, nothing's been said that if they're taking a break over the Premiership or whatever, if they're getting two or three weeks. But they have to. I can't see a world where the games are still going to be played. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, the whole Premier League will be decimated. There'll be no players left. Well, well there would be. Because yeah, not everybody gets selected. But... That's true. Um, what would happen is the Jesus likes... Christ, wouldn't the tables turn, though? You'd see Brighton coming in first, Liverpool would be fifth. Well, you know, yeah, that's right. You, you look at the likes of Manchester City. They'd yeah. be fucked. They'd still be okay, probably, because they've got fucking three teams. Yeah, um, well, the third team would be playing, because everyone in their second team's an international. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> so, they'd probably be fine. But I don't know. Nothing's been said. I mean, we probably could look it up right now. FIFA World Cup... Uh, I dare say they'll have a break and play a shit ton of midweek games in the back half of the season. That's what I reckon is going to happen. That's what I think, but I, I don't know. Which also then affects Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. So, yeah, here we go. It's FA Cup. When does the Premier League break for the World Cup? Let's have a read at this live on air. So the Premier League is set to enter uncharted waters. Unlike most other leagues in Europe, the English top flight has never experienced a league being paused in the winter. Yeah, so for people that don't know... Um, <laughs> Your child's going off. Um, Again. The, love it. He's having a good time, though. The European time. leagues have what they call a winter break. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they break for quite like a couple of weeks, usually. Uh, due to the scheduling of the World Cup, Premier season for 2022-23 will begin on August 6th, which is one week earlier than the start date. The fixture schedule for the Premier League is set to be announced on June 16th. So, shit, next week we'll know. Um, so, by next week, we will know exactly what, because the fixture list will be out. So, we'll be able to see... The FA have submitted a formal request to the Premier League asking for matches between the big six not to be scheduled on the weekend before the World Cup. So what does that mean? Like the big so, that si- means that, so that means they'll either get a buy or they don't play each other. That's what that means. Hold on. Premier League sides will play 16 rounds of fixtures before breaking for the World Cup with the last set of matches before the pause to be played on the weekend of November 20. Controversy has shrouded the last group of games in recent times due to their proposing amendment to any potential fixture schedule. Well, <laughs> they fucking have to. Um, Who knows? No decision has been made by proposal of England's football governing body. However, is bound to define the opinion of clubs. Wow. Imagine if they go through with it and like they all play, but there's no players. <laughs> the Premier League will return to action on December 26, which sides engaging should be highly anticipated. Interesting, the final of the World Cup will be held just eight days before. So if, you know, depending on who's in the World Cup final and the players there, they can only have they won't have a break. They'll have to come straight back from the World Cup into and then they'll spend Christmas Day at home and then play the next day. Yeah. So that's fucked. Yeah. That is fucked. Poor bastards. So I think there is a break. I, from from reading this and what I'm let's just assume there's a break. What I'm assuming, I think there's a break. But but what's happening is, um, they're not getting a break as per se. Um, so, so what happens usually in World Cup years? The season ends, and then yep. there's like a couple of weeks before the World Cup starts, right? So they're yep. not playing football now. With this one, they're going to have to play the most inform World Cup we've seen. Yeah, because they'll have to play the they'll play half a year of football, and then they go into the World Cup with no break, and then they go another half of football. So if you're going yep. deep, <coughs> so for example, if you're Liverpool and you're in four competitions again, fuck. Mm, he plays the World Cup. Cup. I don't think we will this year. I think. I think if you're if you're Liverpool this year, I, I really can see us just solely focusing on Champions League and Premier League. I think the League Cup and the FA Cup now that we've won them, I think they might just go, Yeah, we've done it now. Play our eighth string team. Yeah, I think I think we've done it now. There was a link today, I do not know how true this is, so don't quote me, but there was a rumor I read today with Minamino going to Leeds. Yes or that a form of a swap deal for Rafinha. No. So that would be uh, Rafinha won't leave Leeds. A minimo a Minamino swap. But obviously with cash... A Minamino plus 50 million. Yeah, I, I think it's the, the, the talk is a Minamino plus 30. So if Liverpool could somehow snag that, that would be... That's ridiculous. Unbelievably good. But that's I can't... Ridiculous. I don't think that that's true because we need a midfielder. We, we need mm. a midfielder. So I think that... I think we'll be going for a midfielder soon. I think our attacking options are quite fine. Do 
you know, was just thinking, this is off topic, when babies are born feet first, at one point in their life they wear their mothers as a hat. Yeah, it's your brain. Goes into Sorry, overdrive. Sometimes. I don't know. I don't know why I thought just that. Then I don't know why. What have you been looking at? What's, what's no, no. I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at boxing stats, but I don't know why it's got me. What's on in your hats. What's in your room? You've been thinking about babies, mate. No, speaking of just speaking of the boxing, there is a very huge fight happening tonight. Australia's biggest heavyweights fighting one another. Yeah. So my good, my good pal. Well, not, not really. I went to school with um with Joe. With Joseph. He's uh he's knocked me around in the face a few times. So if he becomes heavyweight champion, I won't feel so bad. Um he's got a good record. Yeah, he's, he's, he's undefeated in his professional. But one draw. He fought a fella early on in his career of had a look named Colin Wilson, who he's no slouch, even though he lost fucking these last eight fights. He fought some huge names, that Colin Wilson. He fought Lucas Brown, Solomon Amono, John Hopawade, Carly Meehan, if anyone remembers him. He fought Alex Leopai. Lost to all of them, but he still fought them. So, what's um, really interesting? Briggs. Yeah, what's Four really interesting about names. this fight too is Eddie Hearn is actually here. So, yes, well, that's that exciting. Then yeah. that might that could that could have a design link. Then if that's the well, case, well, I mean, Eddie Hearn reveals big fu- big fear for Justice Hooney's heavyweight future. So maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. think he's, maybe, he's as maybe good Big as well. Joe's going to fucking punch the living shit out of him. I'm going to give you my humble opinion on how this fight's going to go. Okay, I believe this is what will happen. The fight will be a knockout. It will not go the distance. Yep. And Joe Goodall will win this fight. Yeah, I think Joe will win too. Um, he's a very determined man. Uh, pretty much everything he does in his life, he, he fucking nails. I think he's a really, really talented boxer too. Um, he big hits unit too, six foot five, yeah, heavy. Big bloke. Strong arms. Hits hard. Um, very. And he's skilled. He's he's kind of always been skilled. He's been so dedicated. Like Pretty much when he made a decision when, when we were in school to be a boxer, um, he's been super, super dedicated, and um, it suits him very well. He's a, he's good at it. He's he's one of these people that's been na- he's just a natural athlete. Like he played AFL when he was younger. He's always been good at that. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, and I don't think Justice Hooney's a bad boxer by any means. But I just I, I back Joe. I think he's very very determined. Well, um, Justice Hooney can fight. There's no two ways about that. But he and he's talented. He's a very talented guy, Justice Hooney. But. I just think Joe might be able to touch him up tonight. Yeah, and, and I, I'm tonight, hope, I'm, tonight, it's tonight. Tonight, it is tonight. And so I'm hoping Joe can get it done. Um, it'll be a big, big step in his career because if he gets this done, then obviously the more um, uh, popular and, 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 and highlight real fights will be will be in the. Be well, on the cards. and he can fight some big, some big heavyweights. Here. If imagine seeing like an Aussie come up against fucking Anthony Joshua or fucking Tyson Fury or someone like that. Well, well I mean, nothing's off the cards if you because. This is for the Oceanic Belt. So if he, if he wins this, then, then he's going to America and he's probably fighting. Well, his know. last fight was in America. He fought um, he fought in Minneapolis. As could you, could you imagine if, like, you know, Joe fights like someone like Deontay Wilder? <laughs> Which, I mean, is a, stylistically, it's a terrible fight. But, I mean, Joe's very more... He's a, a cutless swingers. He's, he's a lot more technical and, and skilled. And, but Joe, fucking Wilder's got, you know, the hand of God. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, no, interesting fight. I'm really, really excited. I think that I think Joe can get it done. I'm in his corner, and I hope he can win it. I'll be uh, trying to tune in as best as I can. India, Joseph, India, get into him, cobbler. Yeah, get into him, cobbler. Um, what has few been things happening in uh, in the NFL? Well, I want to talk about one thing. Well, I want to talk about how Andrew Wiggins has taken over the NBA finals. Really I know. Quickly. How good but is that? So, <coughs> Andrew Wiggins, who. When I looked at the finals lineups, sort of five games ago, obviously, and I thought, okay, so Steph's going to run this. Jason Tatum is the big guy, the dog, the huge balls at Boston. Uh, Clay and Steph, proven winners. They're going to go out and do it again. And they did it for one or two games, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Wiggins, who not many people probably even know who he is, really, like outside of basketball fans, um, has come in in the last two games and gone absolutely fucking ballistic. So I think that Andrew Wiggins in the last game was very, very good. Um, oh, he was very, very good. And in the game before, he was kind of just, you know, stock standard. Like, that was still Steph. Um, I think Steph will win the, the finals MVP if they, so if, they, they if they go on to win. But if what I'm seeing, Tatum will win it. What I'm seeing from Boston in this uh, final series is that they're just a little bit too young, I think, still. Yeah. I think it's just a bit too soon. You're coming up against a team that's won three championships before um, and Steph Curry is fucking obviously shit hot right now 
Um, this is unbelievable for me, though. Like, Steph Curry is so good. He is amazing. He's the greatest shooter that's ever lived. But you got to think of it like this. This is Clay Thompson's first year back, and he's going to win a title. I know. Like, how people forgot, dismissed Clay Thompson is unbelievable. Like, they do not give him the credit he deserves. The guy's a three-time they're, they're, champion. They're, their core of Curry... Thompson, Draymond hasn't really changed. They've had other people come in and like uh, and go. Iguodala and Wiggins comes in and blah 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 blah. But their core has pretty much stayed the same for the last half decade. Correct. So, so it's always been that three. So the the time they won their first title, it was Draymond Clay and Steph, and then obviously and they brought and KD in. And KD came in. Yeah. KD came in and won another two. But yeah, it's always. I know what you say. When they went seventy three and nine, that yeah. was uh, Steph. Uh, Clay and Draymond that was KD so no look this Warriors team if if you take think of it like this if you take the Clay injury out because like injuries aside you you can't you can't really do too much about that but from 2015 to 2022 I would argue that they this is this has been their seven year patch they've been the best team for the last seven years this is Bulls-esque this is this is 90s Bulls-esque yeah so if they they, so the Brom beats him in 2016 and probably, arguably, and, and I think MJ's obviously the GOAT, but I think that that final series is the best final series that's ever been from a mm-hmm. player. I think mm-hmm. LeBron's final win there is probably one of the best ever. So you take that aside. So they won 2015, they lose 2016, they win 2017, they win 2018. So they've won yeah. three out of four. And then they, they lose against Toronto. So they were in the finals again. So that's five years but they lose to Toronto and then la 2020 they're not in that one so that's six 2021 not in that so at eight so they've been in five or six six sorry out of the last eight mm. ridiculous. that's that's incredible it's ridiculous and then like I don't they're still not as good as MJ but that is it's it's they're much more team winners than the Bulls were the Bulls. If we didn't have Michael, we don't win. Yeah, I or, think that's you know fair. what? If they don't have Steph, they don't win. Yeah, like, they don't win if they don't have Steph. That's pretty. Well, fair. they probably don't win if they don't have Draymond as well because he does so much dirty work. It, they're, they're actually, you know what? It, it's the perfect comparison to one another. Really, like if you look at, we had Dennis Rodman, they have Draymond Green. We had Michael, they've got Steph. We had Scotty, they got Clay. It's almost the perfect comparison. Almost, yeah. I, I almost. I think that with Golden State is that. It's just their shooting. It's it's oh, unbelievable. It's light out mate. sometimes, and you can't compete. You, the the reason why Steph Curry is absolutely unbelievable is no matter how you play the guy, mm-hmm. he will get his points no yeah. matter what. There's yeah. nothing you can do to stop him. You can't stop yeah. him from uh, if you if you get up to him high at half court and you try to defend him from there, he'll just pull up. He'll just get he just get you on the pick and roll and pull up bang. Yeah. If you try to leave him the space, he's going to pull up and bang. Um, yep. He can get to the he can get to the the basket. He can do a floater. He can do everything. He can do everything. He can, he's everything. not a he's not a fantastic defender, but he's all right. Um, he does good enough. But once he gets hot, so if if in the first quarter, Steph bangs like three, four threes, mm-hmm. you, you you're done. Yeah, you know you're done. And yeah, I don't know how you stop a player like that because it's so hard. Like, well, it, he's so talented, and he works so hard at his game. That even if you do come up with a game plan, he'll he'll have a game plan number two and a game plan number three and a game plan number four. I know. So it's it's he's impossible. He's like, I, he's my favorite basketballer at the moment outside of any of the balls to watch. He's, he's just such a fantastic guy to watch play basketball. Very very good, mate. I um I love his style, love everything about him, and I, I, I hope, hope they win. I, I don't like Boston. I I hope that, I hope Golden State win. I'd like to see Clay and uh, Clay come back and get another one. I'd I like to see I don't Steph have anything get one. Wrong against Boston. Like, I like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Oh, I, I really like Jason Tatum. He's a great player. I just fuck him. But ultimately, we're witnessing greatness. So you know, oh, absolutely. And so then you have to think about it. How, how do you stop him next year or the year after that? Or the year after that. I know. You can. How the fuck do you stop this cunt? He's a freak. Especially, and they've got some cap room now. Mate. They've got some cap room. Mate. They've got, you know, they'll have a couple of picks up their sleeves. They, they, they're they, uh, they're okay. Let's put it that Speaking way. Speaking of cap room, this is a quick change of teams, right? So I was reading a thing this morning on uh, on a Bears forum that the Bears this year are 12th for cap room or, or 11th in cap room, and then next year we're first because we have $99.92 million to spend next so year. Who, so who are you paying off this year, basically? You're paying off someone's contract. 
Khalil Mack, I think we're paying a little bit at the back end off. But we've still got a lot of money. We've got 60 plus million this year in, in our pocket. I tell you to what, spend. the Chargers will be good this year. Chargers have got a great side. Yep. Khalil Mack's injury prone, so don't we don't worry too much about that. Robert Quinn wants out of the Bears too. I was reading this morning; he hasn't shown up for any training. If you, this is my theory, new head coach Matt Eberflus. If you don't show up for training, he needs to he needs to say you're out. Yeah. Sacked. See you later. This is not the type of team I'm creating. I'm not creating a team full of sooks and crybabies. I'm creating a team of team players and if you don't want to be here you're gone yeah. I'll trade you see Ad- you later adios muchachos uh, I, exactly I, I would like that I, I haven't heard anything about um, Debo Samuel yet uh, leaving the 49ers uh, I don't I think he may get one more year out of it that, that's like, what I think. it's just dependent on if Shanahan continually plays him as this dual threat and he, I know he doesn't like it he wants to be a straight receiver so I think he's better as the dual threat yeah, so do I, but he doesn't like it. That's what he keeps well, saying. Too in the fucking media. bad. He just wants to be a receiver. The Raiders are looking good too, but fuck them. Like, it's Devontae Adams. Do you see what Devontae Adams said about Derek Carr last week? What did he say? On paper, I can't really tell who's better between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. They're yeah, both that's, as skill- they're as skillful as one another. That's ridiculous. That's good on you, mate, giving you a new teammate a pat on the back. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, Shut up. He'd almost, he's probably thinking, okay, mate, I know you're taking the piss now. Yeah. But you're you're talking up. about arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks has ever lived. Ever. 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 He puts 600 yards a ga- every time he plays the Bears. <laughs> yeah. So, unbelievable. <sighs> Still got oh, it for another year, mate. Fucking oath. Another, well, actually, another couple, isn't it? Really? Another couple, mate. Another couple. At least another four. That's insanity. Shit, don't he ain't going to win shit me. at Green Bay. No, well, I don't think so either. I don't think so. No, I think they're done. I think they're done. Well, I think we might be done too. Episode 52. Episode 52. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll uh, watch the fights. I think some jokes next time as well. Yeah, we'll maybe think of some better uh, things to talk about. So babies coming out with their feet. Mm, wearing their mother as a hat. Yeah, well, the original top hat. That's the brain, mate. The brain. Mm. You, need mm. some, you need some Adderall or something like that. What's no. Just makes me go too straight and narrow. <laughs> and I don't like that. Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Fuck me. Um, Fuck all right. Me. So episode th- 53 will next week sometime. Maybe even this. Mm. You never know. We'll see. Stay out of the stock game at the moment too because I've lost a lot of money. Ah, oh, I wasn't even in. So it's all good. Mate, stay out of it. It's a terrible time. All right. I'll talk to you later. Kyle. All right, mate. Enjoy. See ya. Take care. See you later. It's chilly sausage. See ya, mate.